recording. Woohoo! Um, so, okay, this is kind of related because it's a spooky story that I want to read. Oh. You might have, you might know it. It's real quick? Real quick. Oh, wait, we're just jumping right into it? No, 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 not, not related to this. Oh, okay. Just one that I want to read in general. It's a oh. book. I really want to read The House of Leaves. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. I was thinking about reading it, too. We should read it together. We'll start a book club. Oh, for my birthday, I got this book called The Green Witch's Guide to Magic. And um, it's really interesting. But the thing is, is that books like that on witchcraft and Wicca in general are always Mm -hmm. feminine aligned. And it's like, I'm not a girl. I'm just a boy witch trying his best. You're a warlock. I hate that word. Warlock. It's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that you're like, I'm just a boy witch. Not a warlock, Google. Because that's an ugly word. It is. (laughs) It's a hideous word. Okay. Anyway, so the reason I said speaking of spooky stories is because today the theme is... No sleep, sleep Reddit. Um, we should introduce the show first, though, before we get into it. Oh, hello, if you are new. This is as long as it's spooky. I'm Aria. I'm Alex. I'm going to have to go in post and edit my wavelengths again. We don't know what's going on with his wavelengths. My mic is always so quiet. My mic and I are on the same wavelengths. God, I wish that were me, <laughs> but it's okay, because I can noticeably tell. Hopefully, the only thing that's on the, my same wavelength is this <laughs> mic. Anyway. Anyway. So now that we've introduced ourselves. Did we say the show name? Yeah. Oh, God. I said this is as long as it's spooky. I'm having a day. So um, we recently put up a poll on our Instagram. Go follow us. It is. A-L-A-I-S podcast. Woo. Um, we put up a poll and asked you guys um, if you wanted to see any, um, like, a YouTube channel from us. And we had a 100% yes votes. Did we really? Yeah, we did. Honestly, I don't pay attention to the polls. I just let you handle it. Yeah, I handle it. Um, yeah, no. 100% of you guys who voted, which I don't remember how many people voted because I can't go back and look at it. But um, it seemed like a good number. Um. Like, it wasn't one, at least. Hey, I'm on that website, too. And, <laughs> and, uh, do you also want to give them a little update on um, Chip, Chippy Boy? Oh, okay, yes. Um, so my baby Chip, if you follow our Instagram and go onto our stories, um, you will know that my puppy Chip went to the vet he was throwing up a lot, wouldn't keep any food down, wouldn't eat, which is really, really weird. He always eats. I've never seen the boy not eat. Um, me too. <laughs> me. <laughs> anyway, he was really, really sick. And so we took him to the vet, and they thought they maybe saw, like, a shadow of something that could have been harmful. But everything was cleared. They said it was all good. He's back now. He's very happy. Very skinny. See, 100%. Yes. Oh, you're right. We had how many votes? I don't. Yeah, it doesn't show you the votes. It just shows you who saw it. 
We had 13 people see it, so we're going to assume that at least 10 of them voted. <laughs> Hopefully we have an interactive audience. Why are you dissing our audience to our audience? I'm not trying to diss. I'm just trying to speak loud so I won't have to edit it too much. Is this like your new mixed <laughs> roast? Save the bees. Anyway, so that is why we didn't really have an episode slash I also got in a musical and that was stressful but we're in so we anyway we have two parts to this episode because the no sleep subreddit if you've been on it it goes deep and deep and deep and deep and deep sometimes when I literally can't sleep I just spend hours on it it, it gets a lot so I tried I personally try to find some, like, stories that were recently either updated or recently created. So that hopefully some, I know this first one I don't think is complete yet. So you guys can later on go and join the No Sleep subreddit. And I think the story that I have is complete. Um, it was actually sent in by a friend, and it's a three-parter. Ooh. So that was <laughs> You were like just talking normally, and then you're like, "So, <laughs> it's fine." Okay, we. I think you started this episode. Do I? Belated birthday boy. Yeah, it was my birthday um this week on the sixteenth, which was Wednesday. I turned eighteen, so now I'm a legal adult, and I could go do adulty things. Woo! Which I mean, there's not. I'm going to try to legally change my name, but other than that, I don't know what else I would do. Can you buy, like, one gummy bear? Edible. No. You have to be 21 to Fuck. buy any weed-related reed products. <laughs> any reeds. And if you have a musical instrument and you need to read, you need someone who is 18 years or older. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about clarinets and oboes. <laughs> Okay. You can buy Sharpies. <laughs> I can. I can buy spray paint. By I yourself. can buy fireworks. I can probably buy myself a sword now, which is pretty dope. <laughs> I'm just imagining someone, the first thing they do when they turn into teeth, they're like, bye, I'm going to go buy a fucking sword. I think that's literally what some of my friends are going to do. One of my friends was like, I wish I was 18 so I could prom pose to my friend with a sword. And I was like... <laughs> That's so cute, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Our standards for romance, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, everyone in between. <laughs> well, my name is Aria. No. All right. Like, long walks on the beach. No, I don't. She's also 18. She's Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah. And wait, you're... I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn. Your signs... We mesh well as friends. Mesh well as friends, yeah. I was like, I I like to describe myself as a watered-down Sagittarius. I don't feel like I'm quite as crazy. Apparently, I am very much a Capricorn. You are. <laughs> I don't know He is. Because I personally don't see it in myself, but whatever. That's not the point of the episode, though. Sorry, we got off track. We always get off track, but it's fine. What's a good seven minutes without us getting off track? 
Alrighty. Would you like to start your story? I would. How polite of you. Okay. My story is called... Sorry, your voice just dropped. <laughs> it was my reading voice. Okay, go ahead. Continue. I found a notebook in my barracks room. Fucking... I found a notebook in my barracks room. So far, it's a pretty unsettling read. And it's by Scared Sailor 1790. Oh. And it was written in 2015. Also posted at 1.31 a.m. Okay. So I'm in the Coast Guard, and I'm currently stationed in Kodiak, Alaska. I live in the barracks. I was cleaning my barracks room today, and I pulled out my armoire to vacuum behind it when I found this notebook. I took a look at it, and it's a journal. I fig figured it might be an in I figured it might be interesting to check out another guy's Kodiak's experience, so I started reading it. I've read about a month's worth of entries. It's definitely the kind of thing that belongs here on our no sleep. There's a good amount of jargon, so I've taken the liberty of adding a few in a few explanations, mostly for the abbreviations. My notes are enclosed in brackets. Everything else I've typed in as it was written. Take a look. January 1st, 2012. Well, it's actually written the 1st of January, 2012. How dare you give us Misleading information. Sorry. I reported to my new unit today. Air Station Kodiak, Alaska. I'm excited. Of all the units I could get sent to, I got the one with a TV show about it. If you had told me 10 years ago that I would be living in Alaska, fixing machine guns for a living, I'd have... <laughs> if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be living in Alaska, fixing machine guns for a living, I'd laugh in your face. Ha. Huh. Just goes to show you, you never really know what's coming. Anyway, my new boss, GM1, Gunner's Mate First Class, brackets by the way. Roberts picked me up at the airport this morning, and it's a tiny airport too. There's only one gate, and baggage came is a window and they, that they drop your suitcase through. GM1 is a really nice guy. He helped me with my bags and took me out to breakfast, then drove me around and gave me a tour of the town and the base. We finished up the tour at the barracks, where GM1 helped me bring my bags to the front office, then left the, with the hearty, see you in the morning. Since it's Sunday, they don't have a permanent room for me yet, but they got me set up with the bed in the squad bay, Br brackets, a big room with multiple beds, in the basement. And the guy at the front desk said I should get a room by tomorrow. I was a little worried at first because the squad bay has like 20 beds in it, but there's only two other guys there staying in there right now, so we all have plenty of room. I'm really looking forward to starting work tomorrow and I'm into getting my own room. When the other guy's in here just wants to sleep and he's snoring. Zero two, January twenty twelve. First day at work today. I think I'm actually gonna like it here. I didn't do any actual work. I spent most of the time walking around in my dress blues checking in with various people. The CEO, the Command Master Chief, the Command Drug and Alcohol Representative, my Division Officer, etc. But I also got to meet all of the other people in my shop. Everyone here seems really nice. <coughs> when I introduced myself as GM3, Gunner's Mate 3rd Class Fredrickson, they were like, No man, what's your first name? And that was that. Everyone here goes by their first name, except GM1 and the Lieutenant. But even they call everyone by their first name. So here's the basic structure of our shop. And collectively, we're the weapons division. 
There's the division officer, Lieutenant Burke, uh, who's in charge of all of us. Within the division, there are two teams, Armory and Airborne Use of Force. Airborne Use of Force, or AUF, is made up of about eight guys. AMTs and EATs, Aviation Maintenance Technicians, and Avionics Electric Technicians, respectively. Whose job it is to fly around in helicopters and shoot shit. I'm in the armory. GM1 Roberts is in charge of us. Under him is GM2, um, Jameson, and then me. We do, ma we do maintenance and repair on the weapons the AUF guys use. We also handle all the ammo and give basic marksmanship training to new a AUF gunners. All in all, it seems like a pretty badass way to make a living. I'm looking forward to starting some actual work tomorrow. Anyway, after work. I got checked into my very own room in their barracks. I lurked out, too. I lucked out, too. Room I was very confused. <laughs> I lurked out. Rooms in the main buildings have two beds, and no alcohol is allowed. But I managed to get a room in the 21 and F building, which is down the road from a little from the main building. The rooms there only have one bed, and you can have alcohol in your room. I'm glad I managed to get in here, and not just because I mean, it means I get to have a beer after work without having to walk through the snow. See, the main building is recently renovated, so it has this sterile, clinical feeling to it that, like, you expect in a military building. Fluorescent lights, long, straight hallways, white walls and ceilings, and that blue carpet with little red and white flecks that you always see in public buildings. <laughs> Feels more like a human resource storage facility than a home. Do you have something to say? No, I just hate buildings like that. They're just, I don't know, they, they make me feel uneasy. I always feel like someone's been murdered. <laughs> okay. I'm just, it's a perfect place to murder someone. But if it's sterile, you're going to make it noticeable that it's no longer sterile. Not if you know how to make it look sterile again. Okay, Dexter. Bleach. I saw that. Barracks 8, my building, on the other hand, hasn't been renovated since it was built in the 1980s. And with the government That's always good. being about 10 years behind the times, that means it has a really homey 70s feel to it. The carpets are softer and a darker shade of blue. The walls are beige on top and green on the bottom, with a little wood panel separating the two colors. There's a nice living room with soft couches on each of the two floors. The second floor has a kitchen with a full-size oven and fridge, a deep freezer in case you bag any beer or fish, a dining table, a pool table, a, pork, a poker table, and a stereo system. I thought you were going to say a pork table, and I was like, dude, they have a table for everything. <laughs> There's going to be a chicken table and a salad table and a, <laughs> and a cow table. There's even an old-school wood... Wood, There's even an old school wood panel mechanical vending machine in the first floor hallway a wood panel mechanical vending machine he heard me right what you heard me my actual room is nice too the bed is relatively soft and instead of the usual itchy gray wool blanket they gave me a soft green warmer comforter there's a small recliner, desk and chair, a nightstand, two dressers, an armoire, a mini fridge and a microwave and there's even a bathroom between every two bedrooms with a door on either side so you can get in from either room. And the toilet is in a little stall so your neighbor can come in to use the sink or the shower without having to watch you take a dump. 
definite plus. <laughs> the only weird thing is, is that in order to save space in the bedrooms, they built be the bathroom sticking out into the hallway a little bit. No. So the whole hall follows this zigzag bath pattern. No. <laughs> Added to the all... <laughs> they do exist. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you literally looked it up. I was curious. I have never heard of a vending machine made out of wood. They're real. Yeah, they are. <laughs> the one's really small. <laughs> Where was I? Added to the old incandescent lights being a little dim and some of them being out altogether, the overall effect is a little odd. I found a blue one. <laughs> She's stupidly excited over I'm it. I'm sorry. It's cute. <laughs> you can't see from one end of the hall to the other. In fact, you can't see more than eight or ten feet in either direction because of the curve. Hell no. Okay. So I finished writing the last paragraph and then went out to smoke. It's only six o'clock. But since it's January in Alaska, Alaska, it gets dark around four. So it was pitch black outside, except for a little light above the door. While I was out there smoking, the door the door on the second floor opens, and this guy steps out onto the porch and just stands there. He doesn't light up a smoke or goes downstairs to the parking lot or anything. Just stands there. He's going to murder someone. And then as I'm looking at him, I realize I can't see him very well because the porch light is behind him. He's not him, a human. And he's being backlit by it. But I think he's looking at me. No. Staring. He's just standing there, totally still. And the longer I look at him, the more sure I am that he's staring back at me. I wave at him, but he doesn't move. He just stands there, staring. So I stand there, looking back at him for so long my cigarette goes out. I go to relight it, and when I look back up, the dude is gone. No tracks in the snow, and I didn't hear the door open. He's just gone. So I put on my put out my cigarette even though there's some left and I come back inside. I don't know what's up with that guy, but it was so weird and unsettling that I had to write it down. <laughs> I double checked and made sure the front door to my room, the door to the bathroom, and the window are all locked. And they are. What a weirdo. Oh well, I guess no place is perfect. Okay, um, I have a huge issue with like people just staring and watching people and just like not moving. It's a very good it horror. Bugs tactic. me. Well, there's it, there's that one movie. Um, what's it called? Um, where like literally, it's the monster just takes form of different people and just it follows. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Zero right. three January two thousand twelve. First day of actual work today. Jam two and I took apart. Thank you. GM2 and I took apart and cleaned some machine guns that the AUF guys brought to the range last week. It was fun and I learned a lot of little tricks on how to get them clean, but man, I'm tired. I got woken up at like 2 in the morning last night by some butthole stomping around in the hallway upstairs. At first, I thought it was probably some junk dude stumbling back to his room. It's it is twenty one over building, after all. Is he five? I used the word butthole. I haven't used the word butthole. Butthole in a good long time. Aren't you fancy? But he didn't ever really go anywhere. Just stomped from one end of the hallway to the other. Then back again. Back and forth. Back and forth. It was really annoying and I couldn't back, get back to sleep. 
After about 10 minutes of relentless stomping, I finally decided to go up there and give the guy a piece of my mind. But as soon as I sat up, I heard the side door open and close. Then the guy stomped down the outside stairs and I guess he left. Because I didn't hear him anymore and fell back asleep a few minutes later. But man, being woken up like that can really mess up a good night's sleep. What's that guy up to anyway? Just back and forth for 10 minutes and then he leaves. Walks out into the snow at 2 in the morning. And I didn't hear a car start up, so did he just walk out into the night? I wonder if it was the same weirdo who was staring at me earlier. 05, January 2012. I heard that stomping again last night, around midnight. This time, I listened to it for about 5 minutes before deciding to go upstairs and talk some sense into that guy. So... I threw on a shirt and my slippers and walked down the hall to the stairs and I could hear the guy stomping the whole time. But once I got up to the second floor, I couldn't find him. There was no one up there. I went from one end of the hall to the other and nobody was there. No doors were open, nobody was in the living room or in the kitchen, nothing. If I ever catch this phantom stomper, I'm gonna ruin his fucking evening, I swear. 06, January 2012. Friday. First week at the new job is over. I didn't hear the stomping guy last night, and I actually got a good night's sleep. There's a bar on the base right down the road from the bar barracks. I'm gonna meet some guys from the shop there later and have a couple beers. 08, January 2012. Okay, this is getting weird. Just a minute ago, there was a knock at my door. I got up and answered it, but n there was nobody out there. I stepped out into the hall, and no one was around. But then I noticed there was no track on the carpet. The tracks went from the side door to my room, then back again. I know they're not mine because I always wipe my boots really well to avoid tracking snow all over. But here's the weird part. The carpet in the front of the door to my room was soaking wet. I can't be sure, but it seems like whoever knocked on my door stood in front of it for a really long time. Long enough for some snow, of, long enough for some of the snow on their jacket or whatever to fall onto the carpet and melt. But then as soon as they knocked, they left without warning, without waiting for me to answer the door. Someone is fucking with me and I don't appreciate it. 13th of January, 2012. I'm starting to get the hang of things at work. I'm, and I'm falling into a routine. I like this job and I'm good at it. We're going to the ranch next week and I'm looking forward to it. I told GM1 I'm not a very good shot and he promised he would help me get to my expert, get my expert medal before summer. I haven't had any more issues with the stomping or knocking or staring. I hear there's a guy at work who's trying to sell his Ford Bronco. I'm going to take a look at it next week. Hopefully I can take it off his hands and explore more of this island. 18th of January, 2012. There's this shed kind of between the side of the bar barracks building and the smoking area. I was outside smoking a minute ago and I looked and saw someone standing by the shed facing me. No. It was dark and I couldn't see him very well. But I'm sure it was the same guy from before. Run. And I'm sure he was staring at me again. I've had had enough. I walked out. I walked straight over there without even putting my cigarette out because I didn't want him to vanish again. As I was walking towards him, he stepped behind the shed and out of view. I followed him around the side of the shed and he was gone. The tracks went around to the back of it, then just stopped. Like he fucking teleported away. I looked around for a minute before deciding to go back to the smoking area and finish my cigarette. There's a little shack so you don't have to get rained or snowed on while you smoke. Very considerate of them. 
When I was about halfway to it, I saw him step out of the shack and start walk, walking toward me. I don't know how he got over there so fast and without leaving any tracks in the deep snow. I wanted to go over there and clock him, but the way he was walking, pushing his way through the piled up snow so quickly, so perfectly, I lost my nerve. I flicked my cigarette into the snow and went the hell back inside. When I was almost at back to my room, he started pounding on the side door, the one I had just entered the building through, not knocking. I mean, pounding, hard. The whole door was shaking in its frame. I just stood there for a few seconds, not sure what to do, and then one of the guys in the hall down the hall came out of his room and yelled, what the fuck? And the pounding just stopped. He asked me if I knew what that was about and I told him what happened and we called the front desk to complain, but nobody answered. I don't know what the fuck this, I don't know what this fucking guy's deal is, but I'm starting to get a little scared. He's a butthole. <laughs> 19th of January, 2012. I bought that little Bronco today. After all that's been going on, I need to get away from the bear for a while, so I talked to my buddy Jack into going camping this weekend. I rented a tent and stuff from MWR, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation for reference, and brought and bought some beer and food and firewood. We're leaving tomorrow and coming back Sunday. Jack says he knows a good spot where there won't be a lot of people around, and so we can set up some targets and shoot them without having to worry about shooting into another campsite by accident. Ain't it murdered 22nd of january 2012 that camping trick was exactly what i needed i hadn't realized how much the situation with this weird guy has been putting me on edge until i actually got the chance to just put some distance between myself and the barracks and relax i had a great time Jack and I sat around the fire and got a little bit drunk on Friday night, swapping stories about SAR, search and rescue, cases we've been on, girls we screwed, our jobs before the Coast Guard. Saturday morning, after breakfast, we hiked through the woods around their campsite to make sure there wasn't anyone else around. Then set up the beer bottles from the night before and took turns shooting at them. Then today, we hiked a little more before breaking camp and coming back to base. I dropped Jack off at his house. He's married, so he gets an actual house and came back to the barracks for a nice, long, hot shower. I'm going to go to bed early tonight and then try to figure out what I'm going to do about this weird guy tomorrow. 23rd of January, 2012. This afternoon when I came home from work, I saw my next-door neighbor, the one I share my bedroom, my bathroom with, going into his room with some luggage. I asked him if he was going to leave, and he said no. He was just coming back. He had gone to Anchorage over the weekend with some friends for a snowboarding trip. I asked him how the trip was, and he said it was good. We said goodbye and went into our respective rooms. But here's the thing. Yesterday evening while I was in the shower, I heard the door leading from my neighbor's room into our shared bathroom open. I heard him walk over to the sink and turn on the water. He ran the water for a couple minutes, and it sounded like he was washing his face or something. Then he shut off the water and went back into his room and closed and locked the door. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but if he was in Anchorage all weekend... If he just got back today, then who the hell came into the bathroom last night? Demons. That's all I've read so far. I need to get to bed. I have work in the morning. But honestly, I'm kind of creeped out by this. I'm the new GM3 at Air Station Kodiak. I work in the weapons divisions, the same shop this Fredrickson guy worked in. Could this journal be written by the guy I replaced? I'm going to look through the cabinet, the file cabinet tomorrow and see what I can find. 
I'll throw an update once I've typed some more of the journal, probably tomorrow or the next day. In the meantime, let me know what you think. All right, and let me go to part two. Also, there was a comment I saw, and it was like, did you so happen to find any staircases in the woods? And that's a reference to another no sleep thread about um, some forest rangers. And it's apparently common for forest rangers to find staircases in the woods leading to nowhere, just in the middle of the woods. And I definitely recommend taking time and looking into that no sleep thread because, like, it's interesting and fascinating. And mm. it's stuff like that that really gets my spine tingling. See, for me, it's like the... Um there's one, I hope you're not reading this one. If you are, you can cut this part out. But there's one that I recently got into that's also a journal like that. And it's um, called, like, My Sister Died Three Years Ago and I Found Her Journal Today. And it is so creepy. It is so creepy. Because it pretty much implies, like, that maybe her sister didn't just die. And that there is more to the story send it to me i will okay i watched somebody read it and it was really good and i was like Ooh. all right you ready for part two yes <laughs> okay wow i figured a few people would be interested in this stuff but i was not expecting such an overwhelming response it's no sleep subreddit all right so first <laughs> off I looked through some files at work yesterday, and I found plenty of papers signed by JM1 Roberts or Lieutenant Burke, and some signed by JM3 Fredrickson. There were also some memorandia and range score sheets and stuff mentioning them, so I know they were real people and they really worked in my shop. I asked JM, my JM1 about them, and he said he met he met he says he met JM Roberts, but Fredrickson had already left by the time he reported here. Even try looking Fredrickson up in the global address list, which is the database of everyone's Coast Guard emails addresses. But I couldn't find him. Which most likely means he's not in the Coast Guard anymore. And now, on to the next set of journal entries. Guys, it looks like things really started to get weird for Fredrickson around February. I'm worried for him. I mean, I know that he's long since moved away from here and that this is over for him now, but... I'm worried about what I'm going to find out. And I'm sort of worried for myself, too, living in the building where this crazy stuff took place. As with my last upload, any notes or explanations I add to the text will be in brackets. Or in the case of me reading this, it will be in my deeper voice. 25th of January, 2012. Last night, I was woken up around midnight by my phone ringing. There was an SAR case in the and ready aircraft was returning to the base for fuel, and they wanted me to come to restock their flares before they departed again. They ended up saving a bunch of fishermen and even their dog. But I saw him again while I was scraping ice off my truck. I started the engine to let it warm up, and then I started scraping the windshield when I heard footsteps. I turned around, and there he was, coming around the side of the building, walking straight toward me. Like always, I couldn't see him that well. But I just knew it was him. I just knew. I had only cleaned off a small section of the windshield, and I hadn't even touched the other windows, but I said fuck it and jumped in and drove off. And when I got to the stop sign at the edge of the parking lot, my engine died. I hadn't let it warm up at all the ways. 
I hadn't let it warm up all the way. I tried to look in the mirror to see how close he was, but I couldn't see through the ice. I got the truck started back up, but right as I hit the gas, I heard this wham against the back window. I almost crashed, turning out the lot. I was so scared. After I restocked the plane, I wanted to just sleep in my car in the air station parking lot, but it was too damn cold. I would have frozen to death. I had to go back to the barracks. When I got there, he was gone, but I know he'll be back, and I know I'm stuck here with him. 29th of January, 2012. I've seen or heard him every night since Tuesday. He's all I think about anymore. Every night he stomps around the hallways or knocks on my door or stares at me when I go outside. I haven't been going outside. I haven't been smoking much. I dream about him. I went to the MAA, Master at Arms, the guy in charge of the barracks, and told him about everything that's been happening, but he doesn't believe me. He says it's not against the rules to walk around outside or around the hallways, and as far as the ding-dong bitching, there's nothing he can do if he doesn't know who's doing it. This is why I didn't talk to him until now. I knew he wouldn't do anything. You have to be here, you have to see and hear it to realize something's up. Last night, I couldn't sleep, and I lay there for a long time, and then I looked around the room, and I saw two shadows. Well, that was hard. And then I looked around the room and I saw two shadows like feet in the light coming under the door. It was him. It was one in the morning. It had to be him. He was just standing there and I stared at his shadow while he just stood there for two hours and then he just walked away. I want to leave. I don't want to live here anymore, but you can't move out unless the barracks are full and they're not. What am I going to do? 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 31st of January, 2012. He's out there right now. I can see his shadow through the crack in the door again. He's out there right now. Okay. He left. 14th of February, 2012. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) He only comes at night. The days are starting to get longer. I'm starting to be able to go outside after work as long as it's light. Summer can't come fast enough. I used to like the snow. My brother just... Terrified me. He's me talking too. on the phone and I just heard a voice. Me too. I scared me too. <laughs> I scared myself. Oh, should we turn off the lights and just. Bitch, my room gets real dark. <laughs> I know, I realize that. Okay. <laughs> 18th of February, 2012. I heard a sound in the bathroom. No door opening or water running. Just a soft sound, like a footstep. Then I heard my bathroom door move, just a little. Not the doorknob, but the door itself. Like someone was leaning against it to listen. I went over to the door and put my own ear against it. I could hear breathing. (sighs) 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 Plot twisted slender man. Oh, gross. (laughs) After a while, my leg felt uncomfortable, so I shifted my weight around a little. Then I heard a sound like someone sliding, like something sliding on the carpet. Looked down and then 
jumped back away from the door as fast as faster than I had thought possible. The crack between the door and the floor can't be more than a quarter inch tall, but there was a full grown fucking arm sticking out of it all the way up to an inch past the elbow. Oh, it was this disgusted multi bluish gray or grayish blue and had these whitish warts or pimples or something. No hair, five fingers with filthy dark nails. And it was just like groping around, feeling around like when you drop something under a desk, but I think it was feeling for my feet. I was so terrified I couldn't even scream. My first instinct was to stomp on it as hard as I could, but I stopped myself. I knew. I just knew that the second my bare foot touched that dirty, squishy arm, it would grab my leg and yank me into the bathroom through the crack that, through that crack under the door so that it would be, so it would, so, and that would be it for me. So I just watched it, pressed back against the armor, sweating. I groped around on the carpet for a long time, sliding left and right, padding around, looking for me. It was the size of a normal adult arm. The elbow and wrist and fingers looked like they had bones in them. But right at the point where it stuck up from under the door, it was like pinched or squished or like kinked in order to fit through. After a while, I guess it decided it wasn't going to reach me because it flipped over, palm facing up, and started reaching upward towards the doorknob. It couldn't reach, but it, it tried, squeezing, squeezing, squeezing a few more inches of its arm through the narrow crack. Finally, I came through my senses and grabbed the broom. I smashed the end of it against the bony wrist as hard as I could, but the arm didn't even flinch, so I hit it again. After two or three hits, the hand turned away and slapped the broomstick away. Then it went back to reaching for the doorknob. I hit it again, and the arm twisted around and grabbed the broomstick, and then shoved hard, slammed the broom into my chest. Knocking me back into Elmore so hard it knocked the wind out of me. Then I let go of the broom, and it slid back under the door, squishing down to size as it, as it passed through the crack. I knew, I now knew, that I am, well, and truly fucked. 20th of February, 2012. I can't run. I can't move out the barracks because they're not full. I can't transfer to a unit off the island because moving me back to the lower 48 would be too expensive for the government. I can't just abandon my post and run away because then it wouldn't find because then it wouldn't have to find me. The US Marshals would track me down for it. I am trapped here with a monster. 25th of February. It stomps around. It won't quit. It waits at my door. Yesterday morning, I found the words, I see you written in the snow on my truck. And then when I turned around, it was watching me from over by the shed. I realized it's had dozens of opportunities to get me. Every morning when I go out to my truck, every evening when I take a shower, every time I go upstairs to the kitchen, it can catch me and kill me whenever it wants. It's just fucking with me. And there's nothing I can do about it. I can't even keep a gun in my room because weapons aren't allowed in the barracks. I'm totally at its mercy and we both know it. 29th of February, 2012. I finally got a good look at it and I wish I hadn't. I wish I had never joined the Coast Guard. I wish I still lived at home with my mom, worked at Best Buy, and my biggest problem was saving up enough money to go on a road trip with my friends. I was watching a movie and it knocked on the window. I knew it was it. The thing, because it's only the thing that comes to visit me. I ignored it at first, but it knocked again again and again until it was just knock, 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 knock. 
I knew I didn't want to open the curtain, but I couldn't stop myself. I expected it to be gone when I did open it. That's the way it goes. It makes a noise, then it runs off, but it was there. It was there. I was standing there with its face pressed up against the glass, staring right into my eyes. Its whole body was covered in that same hairless, gray, blue, molten mess of skin as its arm. It was bald, had no nose or ears or nipples or belly button or dick or boss, two arms, two legs, but the worst part was the eyes and the teeth. They were so ordinary and human. Oh. A perfectly straight white set of teeth under two normal blue human eyes, twisted into an expression of hatred so intense that I'm sure it's only a matter of time. It's going to come for me eventually. It wanted me to see it. We just stood there looking at each other for maybe a minute, my breath coming out in pants and gaps, its breathing coming out calmly and evenly and fogging up the window. Then it just turned around and walked away. Now that I'm seeing it, I'm sure of two things. One, it is not a human being. Two, I can't go for anyone for help. No one will ever believe me. If I had a normal job, I could just go. Just get in the car and go and never look back, but I can't do that. The government will find me. I'm stuck here, waiting. Zero, the 2nd of March, 2012. I didn't see it or hear it at all last night. Somehow this worries me more than if I had. The 3rd of March, 2012. I was right to be worried. I have to replace a few signs at work. I took pictures of them with my phone so I could put them back in the right place. When I, took, when, when I went to look at the pictures, I found a video taken on March 1st I didn't take. At first, I couldn't tell what it was. It was dark, and there was a rhythmic, rumbling noise. Then the phone moved a little, and I could see it auto-adjust for the darkness. It was a, bar a barracks room. I could barely make it out, but I recognized the bed in the middle of the frame, the window on the right, and the armor on the left. Someone was sleeping on the bed. That was the noise. They were snoring. The phone got a little closer, but with the window out of frame, and adjusted again for the darkness, I could see a little better. There was a man in the bed. I could tell by the haircut. And after a few seconds, the man rolled over in his sleep, and I got a good look at his face. At my face. It was a video of me sleeping, taken from inside the room right next to my bed. It has always bothered me outside my room, so I assumed I couldn't get in. I assumed it was safe. It knew that. It probably did things that way, so that I would think that. And it took this video with my phone just to show me that I was wrong, that it can get in whenever it wants to without even waking me. And it wants me to know that. That's, that must be why it showed me its face. So I wouldn't go to the police. This thing has been playing a fucking game with me this whole time and it's winning. After the 3rd of March, he stops mentioning encounters with the thing. The next few entries are sporadic and mostly stay, say stuff like, haven't seen it this week. What's it up to? Then around mid-April, he starts making regular journey entries about regular stuff again, talking about work, hunting, and fishing trips, and so on. Every once in a while, he mentions the thing, but only in passing. Like, I'm glad that the thing seems to have disappeared. 
Anyway, I'm going to keep reading and see if he mentions any more runs in with it. I'm not working this weekend, so I'll be able to post tomorrow if there's anything worth posting in here. Also let you know if any of my own direct detective work turns up anything. Let me know what you think about this man or monster or whatever. I've never heard of anything like this before. Um, so the whole entire thing I could think about with the arm thing, just so you guys have a little brief respite of horror, is when your cat really wants to get into the room with you and they stick their arm underneath the door and they're like grabbing around with their little baby paws and you're like, no, kitty, no. That's what I think about. No. <laughs> okay. Part three. Sorry it's taking me so long to update. Sometimes life gets in the way. Don't worry, nothing supernatural or extraordinary has happened to me. Just mundane, grown-up stuff. Over the last two weeks, I've done some digging. <sighs> Excuse me. When I've had time. And with somewhat disappointing results. Apparently, Fredrickson was hell of a recluse. A few people who have been here a while either know him or know of him, but nobody can really tell me anything about him. The only place anyone ever saw him was at work or at the exchange. Nobody really has anything to say about him personally. Can't find any friends or girlfriends or anything. A few people did say something that may be of interest though. It seems like he didn't tell anyone he was transferring. He was only here for about a year. One day he was seen at work and the next day he wasn't. It seems sketchy. So I asked a friend of a friend who's in the Coast Guard investigative service. Yes, it's a real thing. Google it. And he told me he couldn't say anything about it. Not doesn't know, but can't say. That would suggest that the CGIS has some information they're not allowed to share. Perhaps because they're investigating Frederick's disappearance? Anyway, the final set of entries is below. Let me know what you think. The 15th of October, 2012. Things are crowding around around here. Operation Arctic Shield is over with for the year and we've got a brief lull before the SAR season really gets here. It's good to get some time to relax and not have to worry about duty GM calls coming in every night. Still, I can't help but feel a little bit on edge. The nights are getting long and it's getting cold and I, I've been trying not to think about the thing, but with winter on its way, I'm starting to worry that I might show up again. There are a few more mundane entries here, but neither of us are interested in those. So I'll skip to the next mention of the thing. 22nd of October, 2012. I just came inside from smoking. I noticed something while I was out there. There were tracks by the shed. I went to look closer at it and I saw one. The shed is still padlocked from the outside. And two, the tracks... Go from the shed door to the barrack side door, but only lead in one direction, away from the shed. The last time it snowed was three or four days ago. That means someone left the shed without entering it in the first place. I think it's the thing. I think it lives in the shed. 23rd of October, 2012. I didn't sleep at all last night. The thing is back. It has to be. I need to figure something out. 27th of October, 2012. I was in the bathroom taking a dump when my neighbor came in. I was in the stall so I couldn't see him, but I heard him go to the sink and turn the water on, but then that was it. 
No teeth brushing, no water splashing, no shaver buzzing. I leaned in closer to the stall door to see if I could hear anything, but all I heard was the running over the running water was breathing. It was so slow and measured, but normal. I turned and put my eye to the crack between the stall door and the wall, but I couldn't see anything. I listened again. I could still hear breathing. I was still hoping against hope that this was my neighbor, but I knew better. I knew it was the thing. Fuck, 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 fuck. I knew this would happen. After a few seconds, the breathing changed a little and I felt a puff of air on my cheek. I turned around through the crack and then, and there was this fucking eye looking right into mine. Couldn't help it. I yelped and almost fell off the toilet. I thought for sure I was dead. I was sitting on the toilet with my pants around my ankles in a tiny stall with one way in and it saw me. It breathed on my face and it looked me in the eye. But it just slammed into the door once. Hard enough to shake the whole stall. Then went back into my neighbor's room and shut the door behind it. Took a quick look to make sure it was gone. Then I got the fuck out of there. The sink was still running when I left. I'm writing this in a hotel room. The rate is cheaper because it's winter and I don't have much money. That vacation really wiped me out. He went on leave at the beginning of the month. It seems like he had a great time, for what it's worth. 31st of October, 2012. It's Halloween and I'm terrified. I'm still at the hotel, but I wouldn't put anything past it at this point. I've had nightmares about it every night. Every footstep I hear in the hall gives me a heart attack. I might die of fright before it has a chance to get to me. Maybe that's what it wants. 1st of November, 2012. They found my next door neighbor dead in the dumpster. I hear it looks like he's been dead about for a week. There are no suspects. Not that there's any doubt in my mind who did it. I know it was the thing. But I can't say a word about it. If I start talking about monsters, they'll think I'm crazy, and I'll be the new prime suspect. Now, more than ever, I'm alone in this. 5th of November, 2012. Well, that's it. I'm out of money. Tonight will be my last night in the hotel. With nowhere else to go, and the weather getting colder every day, I'm going back to barracks tomorrow. It's around 10 and no sign of it. I have a big knife for the good it would do. I'll sleep with it under my pillow from now on. I'm awake, and I'm coming from you. The part above is written differently from than the rest of the notebook. The letters are bigger, and the handwriting's awful. Like a child's. What the fuck? What the fuck? I just found that written in there. I didn't write it. It fucking wrote me a note and closed my journal and put the pen back in the drawer, and my knife was gone this morning. My fucking knife was gone from under my pillow. 11th of November, 2012. I haven't been sleeping much. It only comes when I'm not looking, so I'll keep my eyes open all the time if I can. I may have a way out. My name finally came to the top of the VHA list. Basic allowance for housing. He put his name on the waiting list to move out to barracks in, back in, Octo in August. My move-out date is the 30th of December, 2012. I'll be fine if I can make it until New Year's. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. The 13th of November, 2012. Stay awake. 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 Shit, I fell asleep. Don't know how long. Stay awake. 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 15th of November, 2012. 
It's outside. Fuck, fell asleep again. It's gone now, though. 17th of November, 2012. Slept all day today. Woke up to knocking on my door. It was still light outside, but at first... But I still didn't answer it at first. After a few knocks, I heard Becky's voice. Becky's a girl who lives down the hall from him. It's never talked to me before. I don't know if it can mimic other people's voices. Took a chance and opened the door, and it was Becky. She was worried when she saw me. Says I looked like shit. Asked if I was okay. I didn't know what to say, so I told her. So I said I was. Told her I was hungover. Don't think she believed me. I'm starting to lose it. I just have to make it till New Year's. 19th of November, 2012. GM1 says I look like shit. GM2 says I look like shit. Lieutenant says I look like shit. I looked in the mirror. I look like shit. Staying up until I drop from, from exhaustion, but I still end up sleeping for a few hours each night. Can get me whenever it wants. Who am I kidding? I'll start sleeping normally again if I can. It will kill me if it wants. No use killing myself with sleep deprivation. D -d deprivation. Hopefully I can. It's outside again. I see its shadow and I hear it rubbing its hand on the door or something. Like, slowly rubbing. I don't know what it's doing, but maybe it just wants me to hear it. It left. 30th of November. I'm sleeping normally again, or as normally as I can. It comes around every few nights. I think it's just letting me know it's there. It taps on my windows, flushes the toilet, knocks on the bathroom door. It's starting to get dark during the workday, and sometimes I come home to work to find something's missing or moved. One more month. 2nd of November. For the first time, I'm looking forward to the new year more than Christmas. I go back and forth between hopefulness and resignation. As long as it leaves me alone for 29 more days, this will all just be something I have nightmares about from time to... It's outside again. And it's jiggling the knob. Jiggling up and down and trying to open the door. I feel it like I know it... Like, I know it by now. And I know it's just fucking with me. And it's not trying to come in. It's just jiggling the door. And it's trying to knob. And I can't hear its fingers fucking with the latch. Please, if you find this for the... If you find this... Look for this thing. Look at the shed building. N43. Look for it. Kill this fucking thing if you can. The knob is turning. And it's coming in now. It's... And that's it. There's nothing after that. All the rest of the pages are blank. I don't know what to think. Either Fredrickson is crazy and finally lost it and deserted. Or this monster or whatever got tired of playing around and got him. Or this is some hilarious joke the guys on my unit came out with. I think I might just take Fredrickson's advice and have a look at the shed. I'll let you know if I find anything. If I don't know. Someone in the comments for my last post asked to see some pictures of, few no of the notebook. Here are a few. Mm. Wish me luck. Mm. And that's it. And that is the end of my story. Oof. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, so we're going to cut this segment off here. Uh, stay around because Arya is going to read a story pretty soon, too. Woo! 
we'll catch you next time. Well, soonish. I am planning on releasing this episode at 12 a.m. Saturday, and then Arya's part will be released at noon on Saturday. So, see you soon. Bye. Hey, Alex here. Thank you for listening to S Lawson with Ari and myself. We are under Instagram as A L A I S dot podcast and we are also on Twitter as A L A I S Podcast. If you or anyone else you know has had a spooky experience, email us the story at aswanspooky at gmail dot com. And if you're able to, please Great, subscribe, leave a review, any traction that we can get is good enough for us. Thanks.